Hey, good Monday afternoon. This is Lacrosse Talk PM. News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, online at WIZMnews.com, and that's all. Because Facebook Live is broken. What can I tell you? So, hey, how the heck are you? It's Monday. It's uh, it, uh, Rick Solom is in the studio here with me. I see you still have hair, so you must still have at least one team in your bracket. You're not busted. I fill out the bracket, and then I kind of don't even look. Oh, really? I, I know I have Marquette winning it all. Oh, do you? So <laughs> I don't need to so look. Any, I don't need to look anymore. Good luck with that. Yeah, we have uh, a friend of mine. I don't know whether you talk with others about their bracket, but uh, Scott Shaw has. Oh, no, it's, I guess it's my son Andrew has uh, a friend who so hates Michigan uh, teams, sporting teams, that uh, uh, her bracket, uh, she had both teams losing in the first round. So um, Andrew was like, hey, well, thank you very much for your contribution to our bracket. Right. Neither of those teams are going to lose in the first round, you twit. Giannis Antetokounmpo has Gonzaga winning it all. Does he? This first I, ever, the first time he's ever filled out a bracket. I heard. I watched a lot of games yesterday with uh, with my son Andrew, who is considerably more in tune uh, with global sports or at least national sports than I am, and was mentioning that he had read someplace that fully one third of the brackets filled out online by people picked Duke to win it all. How many of them came this close? having serious right. <laughs> heart attack yesterday when uh, Duke almost didn't win. In fact, they, well, I, I was about to say they shouldn't have won, but of course of course they should. They did. But uh, to watch a ball rim out yeah. and then rim out again, knowing full well that if it drops, Duke is out. It didn't drop, Duke is in. That, uh, that had to be pretty tough to watch. Whew. So, so there's that, and uh, and uh, we're going to spend some time later. Did you ever hear back from Jay Heck, or maybe he's trapped? Or I just I just picked Aaron oh. over Jay. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, so I texted Jay's landline, so he didn't get back to me. Ah. And then I went, uh, and then after I had secured Aaron, I was like, ah, we don't, we don't need them both, right? No, no, probably not, no. I have not had the pleasure of meeting uh, League of Women Voters uh, Executive Director Aaron Grunzi. Look forward to that. Jay Heck, of course, who is the Executive Director at Common Cause in Wisconsin. And uh, they are co-hosting Access to Justice, the path to fair courts in Wisconsin. Now, now that's at UWL. And Aaron was, because it's at 630, and they, she, she's like... I UWL or Viterbo? UWL. It is, okay. Yeah, and she's like... I could run down to the studio, but there's too many potholes. She's, no, I'm just kidding. She didn't, she didn't say that. We don't have, uh, you know, I'm just driving a regular car, Mike. If I had my tank, that would be different. So, yeah, so Common Cause is uh, sponsoring, uh, co-sponsoring uh, an event this evening in Lacrosse. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, at about 6.30 p.m., so I thought, uh, and it is uh, featuring... A couple of former uh, uh, lacrosse judges, the Honorable John Perlich, the Honorable Dale Cassell. I saw Dale grocery shopping yesterday, and I thought, boy, I wonder if he's if 
he's moved on from people saying, hey, Your Honor, good to see you. Hey, Judge, good to see you. Or does he, would he prefer to just be the anonymous, retired guy, leave me alone, you know, so, uh, so I just... Well, how uh, long ago did he retire? A while ago. Okay, uh, but like when, years. But when, the, when the judges now are grocery shopping, what happens to them? I have never seen, well, except, and I don't think I have, my, uh, my wife occasionally sees uh, Judge Gonzalez at the, getting her hair cut. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm kidding. We make it sound like everyone hates the judges, but really I don't. Only, the only people that hate the judges are the, you know, four or five people that call here and the oh, ones that have to go to jail. The ones that have to go to jail, yeah, you know. It's like an attorney. You hate an attorney until you need one, then they're your best friends. And so I know I don't hate any of the judges. I don't even, well, I don't know any of them well enough to, to even dislike them. Right. I, I, I know Ramona Gonzalez medium well. I know uh, uh, a current uh, a judge who used to be the district attorney medium well, but I knew him better as the district attorney, not as a judge. So, you know, and, and I've never been before any of them as, what's the criminal, the plaintiff, is that the criminal person? No, the defendant. I've never been before a judge as a defendant, so so I have no experience with, I didn't get a fair shake. Those judges were biased. I didn't, so so I got none of that. They're all wonderful as far as I'm concerned. And this thing tonight seems pretty interesting, probably something that nobody really even knows about until you're told, like, what? Like, yeah. judges can take as much contributions from whomever they want. Well, yeah, and you were telling me about that, and I didn't get a chance to dive that deep into this article, but that sounded really... Yeah, I mean, I can just read it right yeah, on yeah, our yeah. Wisdom website. Uh, Wisconsin is the fourth weakest judicial recusal rules in the United States. I think the third, the other three states are, like, really southern southern states. Like, you know what I mean by southern, quote-unquote. Sure. Um, so anyway, the recusal rules, that allows judges to decide for themselves whether or not to step aside in a case involving a party that gave them a large campaign contribution or spent money on their behalf. And this lack of oversight led to, you know, leads to serious conflicts of interest on the Supreme Court and can also lead to you know, public trust and confidence issues in the state judiciary system as well. So, Money, 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 money. Yeah, yeah. yeah All kinds of it. That'll be interesting to uh, so we'll have the opportunity uh, because as I understand it, maybe she can hear us now. Aaron, can you hear <laughs> us now? And I was she's, talking. She's I was going to be in town either now or in about twenty minutes. So Rick Kite is is one of the people on the panel of this from Viterbo and the uh, Reinhardt Institute. And I was talking to the guys. We play basketball, and I was talking to these guys about this getting money out of politics, and they started laughing, like, yeah, right, the lawmakers are going to stop giving themselves money. Yeah. And I'm like, and then and then this issue, right? Like, so let's say the lawmakers pass, some lawmakers pass or, or try to pass a law, and then it goes to the court system. Well, if it gets to the Supreme Court, we're like, well, we don't want this getting money out of the Supreme well, Court politics of the situation. Right, right. So. Well, and the Supreme Court gets to choose which cases they'll they'll uh, hear or not, so maybe they just... Would the Supreme Court recuse itself from <laughs> a, a, a lawsuit recusing itself from taking contributions? Yeah, I, yeah. There's, there is no way, sadly, I have not spoken with anyone who is deeply involved in or even remotely uh, involved in politics uh, that believes that there is any way to get big money out, back out, back to where it was even. Uh, out of politics, big money, big donors, secret donors, people taking cash legally, 
which leads to people taking cash in the cheesy gray areas, is going to be around forever. If they get caught, you know, it's interesting. I don't, there are so many easy ways for a politician to receive contributions in so many different ways for that money to come from a, from some other owner to that politician. There really isn't, it doesn't seem to me worthwhile to even look for ways to do it on the slide, Shady. Well, it's so funny, too, because there's, there's all those ways. And then you go to back to the NCAA tournament, like a college basketball player. Yeah. If he gets, like, a free spaghetti dinner at some fundraiser, like, just a plate of spaghetti suspended, oh, like, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Well, you're out. You're I not heard playing anymore. One of the conversations that I heard uh, over the weekend was uh, had to do with uh, sports betting and college basketball because uh, of so much betting for the NCAA of this tournament that's underway right now. How will uh, colleges deal with sports betting? I mean, we want to talk about fixing the roads, and we talk about marijuana being that problem solver. Sports betting would also be a nice problem solver there. They all come with problems of their own, but think about it, ladies and gentlemen. There is no, in my opinion, if you have a better idea, I'd love to hear from you. If there is a way to fund to fund roads better than, remember when the lottery approved the lottery and will fund schools. That was a big sales pitch. Yeah, that and, sounds crazy. Yeah, buy the lottery tickets and uh, you'll get uh, school funding. And it will be huge. And they ran the numbers, and it was huge. And everybody, every resident would get a piece of the pie. And my piece has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller ever since they started doling out pie. And I recall that lots of school districts still have their palms up every uh, every time it's referendum uh, season. Uh, and they're up for another one. They're, so that's not working. So I'm not sure. That, uh, I heard also, I didn't hear any of the details that uh, that marijuana has not been the cash cow that a number of states thought or hoped it would be. Uh, Colorado and uh, Washington State, uh, two of those states, uh, California, where the, uh, the the money in legal marijuana wasn't there, in part because of the government regulations, rules and regulations around buying a government pot are still so great that there is still a hu- a flourishing black market in pot. still. Still cheaper, easier right, to yeah, buy, to buy a little bag of pot from your buddy than it is to buy it at the marijuana store. Certainly less expensive. Uh, side note, we need to have, like, separate aisles at the checkout for lottery tickets. It's getting ridiculous. When you sit there and wait and they get, oh, well, when he's shopping for lottery tickets while you're standing in line right behind him and, and you're just like, pop go shop for lottery tickets and then decide yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. You're it's right. kind of like a, when you get a coffee and someone ahead of you can't decide what coffee. Like how long you've been standing in line well, to get a coffee. And I don't, you know, and I understand what you're saying. I generally, if I'm buying scratch offs, I just say I need five dollars or nine dollars if I'm buying them for a birthday present or something. Yeah. I need ten dollars worth of scratch offs. What kind? doesn't matter. I need $10 worth. Mix them up. When you're done, I'm good with that. Except then you're scratching them off in line. Oh, no, no. no. I'm kidding. That's where I I draw the line. That would be crazy. You are not allowed. If I'm behind you, I will make noise. Polite noise to begin with, but you are not allowed to get in line, buy a bunch of lottery tickets, and then while standing in line, scratch off those lottery tickets and buy more. Maybe. And you you shouldn't pay for any of that stuff in cash. Get out of here with your cash. You have to pay. Yes, you can't buy them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Get out of here with your cash. Hey, if you don't have cash, you got nothing. Little business, and we'll be right back. It is uh, about 24 minutes after 5 on Lacrosse Talk PM. News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. I'm Mike Hayes in uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, Rick Solom's in the studio with us as well. And my guest on the phone, is this her, Rick? Is this, is this, is this her? Yeah. Is she on the phone right now? It's so exciting. From League of Women Voters. I haven't met her before, so that's why I was teasing her. Aaron Grunzi. Hey, Aaron, good morning. Oh, man, I did it. <laughs> good afternoon. Yeah, thank you for that. And normally I'm working the other end of the day, so, so yeah, you, you, all caught right. me, you caught me. It's afternoon. Hey, uh, I'll sadly, I will admit, I had no idea that uh, you're gathering uh, tonight for this really interesting meeting. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Common Cause uh, and and we've been invited as well. Um, are going to be sitting on a panel uh, this evening at Lacrosse uh, UWL uh, in the theater in the New Union. And uh, the topic that we're going to be discussing is uh, judicial recusal and what that is. Um, you know, entered by we want is just to operate so that they. Um, would uh, recuse themselves from trying a case if uh, one of the um, oh man we're starting are you, to are you are uh, you campaign move, are you moving around Aaron because your phone is coming yeah. right go stand by the window <laughs> yeah I know I'm by the window are you? sorry no, no, that's I, I right. think it's the reception here isn't the best so I'm sorry um, right, well, tell me what are the rec- recusal rules now and why should they be stronger yeah so right now there aren't any really rules um, it's uh, really up to the uh, judge to determine for themselves if they think they need to recuse themselves uh, from a case for any reason. Um, but what we're looking to do is increase and strengthen those rules so that there are standards by which we can rely on judges and justices to uh, dismiss themselves from a case if any party that is before them has contributed to their campaign. Contributed um, in any amount or a certain amount and above, or how do you decide this person's okay but this other person not so much. Yeah, I think those are the, the kind of details that is definitely up for discussion. We know that there are other states that have models that set different limits and amounts. Um, and I think that it would then, you know, be on the parties who do contribute to to have to disclose that information. And then the, the amounts would be known. And then uh, whatever standard needs to be set at for different justices or judges, uh, depending on what court they rule in. Um, I think those are all part of the details that can be uh, discussed and debated, uh, but the fact that we have no standard now um, and uh, no way for the parties before the judge to know if, if the other side has contributed to them in any kind of uh, substantial financial way. There are you, you mentioned that there are no rules now, but you feel that there should be some rules or some standards because of a situations or, or cases where judges uh, should have but didn't recuse themselves, or, or are you looking for a problem and setting up rules to make sure it doesn't happen? I'm curious. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think what we what we have is we have information from voters who feel that um, that the that judges and justices and and their role in government as a equal part of the you know governing branch needs to operate independently. Um, and so, in keeping with that, uh, setting the setting the standards so that um, there's clear rules and there is clear transparency in in who is giving money. And so we do know that money has come into the state um, for our Supreme Court races, for example, um, and and it's just the amount of money that's being spent on these non um is, you know, it seems like a democracy for sale rather than a, an independent uh person running for an office that's supposed to be acting uh, independently and, and, you know, for the for the rule of the law. So in keeping with that transparency, it would just be good to have these disclosed. Now, there are cases, um, there's one from West Virginia, uh, Caperton, and I, I don't know all the details of that, um, but that would be a good one to Google if you want to see how um, something like this can go awry and... Um, and uh, lots of money infiltrating the courts and um, can be uh, determining a judge's decision. Now, when governing bodies start to fight over these rules in the courts, are they going to get to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court's going to rule on themselves in this situation? It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> um, so I think the you know, the judge, judges and justices would recuse themselves um, if they had a conflict of interest. Um, and right now, it is that they should be doing that, um, but it's it's by their own standard, and you know, one person's standard could be different from another. So it would be nice just to have a uniform standard for when when the justices should should recuse themselves from a case. I'm curious to know that uh, since there haven't been any documented or there there's no uh, no cases in mind, why you think that a judge because short of the Supreme Court, where they're uh, where they're nominated, they have to run for office, and a judge that even has the the, the slightest impropriety uh, is never going to get reelected. I can't imagine that any judge would knowingly take uh, you know a big money from one side and not recuse themselves if that uh, that group that individual ever came before them in court. And they have so much at stake themselves as a judge. Why, and I know you'll put a rule in that won't allow them to, uh, to hear a particular case, but why would that judge want to hear that case, knowing full well that the media and everybody is uh, looking as deeply into all of that aspect to find who might have ever contributed to him? Did he ever visit somebody when he was in high school? Uh, you know, does his sister's cousin have a friend? They were in the Girl Scouts together. You know, the media these days... You can't do anything if, without uh, somebody looking into your past and bringing it up. Yeah, so the, the case I was referring to that came out of West Virginia uh, was in 2004, and uh, that was um, a coal executive who was working for the Massey um, Energy Company, um, and they spent $3 million to elect a state Supreme Court justice uh, at the same time, appealing a $50 million, uh jury award uh, against the company. And in 2007, that justice rejected the motion to withdraw the case. Um, there you go. 
All right, so there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason. Hasn't happened in Wisconsin yet. Let's not let it happen. We'll pass some guidelines to keep it from even being an issue. Right. So, right. right. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. And yeah. And you, and and the you're right. The amount of money coming in and um, the the campaign finance laws also um, being uh, a way that isn't very transparent for people to follow the money and where it comes from and who it goes to and how. Um, you know, those kinds of disclosures and transparencies we feel are, are good for democracy to let the voters know how the money comes in um, and then, you know, but so that it is clear that it's in the interest of the, the law rather than in the interest of the individual contributing the most money. I know that you and Jay Heck, the executive director at Common Cause, uh, as well as uh, 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 Dr. Richard Kite, who's the director of the D.B. Reinhardt Institute for Ethics and Leadership, as well as uh, uh, two former judges, uh, Honorable Dale Fussell, the Honorable John Perlich, all uh, uh, together to answer questions. Is it a debate or more of an, a question-and-answer kind of evening? Um, so this is one of the first town hall meetings that I'll be participating in. Um, I would expect there'd be uh, a lot of question and answer. Um, you know, judicial recusal isn't something that rolls off the tongues of many yeah. voters, but, huh. you know, given that we have this election coming up for uh, judges and justices um, for the appeals court and the state Supreme Court, you know, it's a, it's a good time to revisit this issue, um, get, get people informed about, about the issues and, and out to the polls. Um, I'm sure there are points to be debated. Like you said, what, what, what mark do we set that price peg at? Um, it, so I would, I would assume there would be um, some points of debate um, and lots of, good, lots of good questions. Looking forward to it. Tonight on the UWL campus, uh, 6.30. What's the location uh, tonight, Erin? Yeah, so we're in, in the new um, Student Union. Oh, okay. And I, I apologize, I don't, I don't know the name because when I was a student here, it was the Cartwright Center, and I know we're no longer in there. All right, so um, the New Student Union, in the uh, theater in the New Student Union, uh, 630. Okay. I do know that uh, Common Cause will be uh, uh, streaming it on their Facebook page. So if you can't get there tonight, you can look it up on the Common Cause Facebook page and catch it in a stream there. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for uh, talking with us this evening I pre or this morning, depending on whether you're <laughs> paying attention. Waking or, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, Aaron. Have a wonderful evening. I know you'll have a full house. All right. Thanks, Mike and Rick. Thank you. Thank you both very much. Rick's over in the newsroom right now. I'll let him know. I appreciate it. All right. Some business to do. We'll be right back. About 16 minutes before 6 o'clock on Lacrosse Talk VM. I'm Mike Hayes uh, this afternoon. I'm your Monday guy. What's on your mind? It's always free-for-all Monday, because I'm always curious to know what you're thinking about, whether it be judicial recusal, uh, not an issue in Wisconsin yet, but as uh, Aaron uh, Gruntz pointed out, good to have some, uh, some guidelines in place so that it doesn't, uh, so that it doesn't come about. Eh, reasonable. It's always interesting to me when we hear about, uh, well, uh, Nancy Pelosi's suggestion Last week, for instance, that we lower the uh, voting age to 16 because we have to get them while they're young. 
which is interesting because uh, there is a, a, a huge argument that has taken place uh, in a current judicial uh, race, as well as a recent judicial nomination, a Supreme Court uh, uh, nomination uh, hearings that uh, that took that individual back decades. If the voting age is lowered to 16, does that mean no matter when you ever did anything, said anything, attended anything as a kid? Because when you're 16, you're a kid. And I don't care how smart you thought you were when you were 16, you were stupid in comparison to how smart you are today. Because back then you thought you were bulletproof, you didn't, you know, you know you were smarter than your dad when you were 16 or your mom. You know you were. Everybody thinks they were smarter than their mom and dad when they're 16. Give that person the vote? I don't think so. Not when they, I, I don't want anyone to vote for my future until they also have a life. I, and I, I will say that till I'm blue in the face. I, I don't want you judge uh, making any kind of determination about how my life will move forward until you have a life, until you pay some bills, until you have the phone company after you. You pay rent, not to your brother or your mom, pay rent to a landlord, not a relative, a landlord. You pay a rent or a mortgage. You pay those bills. You pay taxes. You have a rent. You pay a house payment. You pay a car payment, insurance, all that stuff. You have a life. Now now talk to me about the ability to vote, because now I'm interested, not, to, not when you're 16, because you just haven't had enough life yet. It's, it's so exciting to be able to vote when you're 16 and voting for, in my lifetime, the planet will be saved. All we need to do is enact all of these things, and by the time I'm old, the planet will still be alive. All of you will be dead, but I don't care about that because, you know, I'm 16. And it won't matter because I'm going to vote for the people who are going to give me a guaranteed salary whether I want to work or not. And it won't matter about whether or not we are uh, going to uh, live in a home in a paperless society because we have to cut down all the trees, etc., etc., etc. The Green New Deal, it still gets me going. So, uh, the Mueller report. You want to talk about that? 785-7914, the phone number. I'm real curious to know whether you think or how much of the Mueller report you think should be released. How much of it are you interested in? I talked with someone today who said they heard this morning all they need to know. The specific details, the minutia of who said one with where, what, what, what time was the meeting, where was the meeting, what color was the carpet, who was listening, who was taking notes, blah, blah, blah. Didn't care about any of that. Looking into Russian collusion? No. Looking into obstruction of justice? No. Meeting over. I, that's all I need to know. How do you feel about it? 785-7914, the phone number. It's a free-for-all Monday because it's always a free-for-all Monday. Let's go to the phones. Eric, good afternoon. You're on the air, bud. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was kind of wondering, how much is our gas tax already in Wisconsin? Do you have any idea what it is? Yeah, it, it, it's in the neighborhood of 39 cents. So uh, ever is what, to raise another 8, 9 cents, right? Yep. Oh, does that make you feel good? Uh, well, What do they do with the 38 cents that they charged you before for that? Where does that go? 
that do anything at all? Uh, Billy Rose of Milwaukee, where Everest got elected? No. Another thing. Another thing. All right. Oh, another. What had on before before the break was uh, a liberal legal women voter. It was a free. It was a free, free uh, educational thing for all the liberals while we go out there, so they can indoctrinate people to vote for Newbar for the uh, Supreme Court seat. It's nothing more than that. That, that. that will not be allowed to be used as a campaign contribution because it was not. Organically organized organization. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks very much. I uh, lost me on that last last one, but I'll think about it for a little while, and then maybe I'll get it figured out. But uh, 11 minutes before 6 on – oh, man, we lost that one. Larry, call me back, bud. Larry, call me back. I was about to go to you. 785-7914, the phone number. It's – oh, where, there we go. Uh, it's Lacrosse Talk VM. Larry, good afternoon. You're on the air, bud. What's on your mind? Hello? Larry? Hello? I can, oh, yeah, there's, uh, uh, call me back, Larry. We got some kind of a weird, I know you're there, but I can't hear you talking, but I can hear feedback and all kinds of weird stuff, so I'm going to hang up. I'm going to hit this button, and we're going to do some business. You're going to call back. We'll have a better line, and then we can talk. Lacrosse Talk PM, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, and online at WIZMnews.com. I'm Mike Hayes in the studio uh, this afternoon with Lacrosse Talk PM for another eight minutes or so, brought to you by our good friends at Habitat for Humanity. Kaya Fox and her team. Have, have, well, you drive by on your way to West Salem uh, on Highway 16. Uh, you drive by Habitat for Humanity in almost every neighborhood these days because you're going to drive by a home that they help put together with the sweat equity from neighbors. And uh, it is an amazing place. Habitat for Humanity. And I'll tell you what, if you've ever had a project that you wanted to get involved in and uh, pieces for that project before you buy anywhere else, go see if they have it at the ReStore. You might find they have just what you're looking for at a better price. Just saying. All right, let's 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 try this again. Larry, thanks for calling back. How's your phone line? Oh, Larry, I think this is a different Larry than the one you were talking oh, to. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty weird. Two different <laughs> Two Larrys. I know. That's crazy. Well, uh, you're Larry, too, and I got your loud and clear phone line, so what's on your mind? Yeah, well, I was thinking about what you talked about, that voting thing, two things. Uh, I, I don't know why people pay attention to Pelosi. She's an idiot. But um, I, when I was in college, I didn't spend that much time and, and could vote at 18. I don't recall spending that much time uh, delving into the into – the, matters, the voting matters at 18, let alone bumping it back to 16. 16 is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't, think so, too. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I would say you could almost push it to choice when you were talking about, you know, until you're out and about, you're out. And so you're you have adult. a life. Yeah. You know, why is it even 20, why is it even 21? But uh, everybody knows why they, why she wants it at 16, because they're, they're, they're very easily influenced. Oh, Sure. Especially, especially when she's when they start telling them it's free this, free that, they're they're going to just free go right in there and just punch the absolutely. ballot the way they want. The, yeah, absolutely, they're voting for the easy way because, uh, sadly, mom and dad have uh, have made it easy e- easier for them than maybe they should right. have. Uh, that's uh, that's exactly. too bad. That's too bad. I don't think it has a prayer, but it's just. 
the, the, the fact that someone like her says that is th- bad in, th- in a way. Yeah, yeah I, I don't disagree. And you're right. The indoctrination that uh, the kids will get in school, and I, you know, I have two really, really good friends that are uh, involved in the Onalaska School District, and uh, and quietly and politely they will both tell you that uh, the schools lean liberal. That's uh, they they just do, and so when you have teachers teaching from a liberal perspective, then they go to college, which is clearly a liberal perspective, and they learn at college that there is no such thing as freedom of speech unless your speech is just like mine, because if it isn't, you're not free to offend me. Uh, so you have to be quiet. That's uh, that that uh, it bothers me a lot that they would start want to start, it doesn't surprise me, it bothers me, that politicians want to start that indoctrination so early. Uh, Tom, you sent me a text that I don't fully understand. Fifty bosses that all want a bazillion dollars a month, Perkins photo. I'm I, right over my head, my friend. I, I totally missed that the point. But hey, What's on your mind? 785-7914. The phone number is Lacrosse Talk PM. Still have a few minutes. Give me a call. Lacrosse Talk PM, as always, brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Okay, sure. You wait till the very last second, so now I have to beg off because I don't have time to be a fair to a caller. Uh, Jim, Eric, I hope you'll consider calling back tomorrow, or you can join me in the morning right here on WIZM Lacrosse when you get home.